The Disgraceful Podcast acknowledges the traditional custodians, past, present and future of the Awabakal land which we record our podcast on. This podcast may contain triggering content for some of our listeners. Listener discretion is advised. I'm Sarah and I'm Georgie and you're listening to Disgraceful the podcast. This week we're looking at after the breakup. That's is our final episode in our little mini series around breakups. It's been exciting. I liked the mini series. I don't know about you. Yeah, I think we'll have to do a poll to see if people want little mini series. Yeah. See what people are thinking. Um I don't think this will be the last breakup content we do. <laughs> um, I feel like there's so much you can talk about. I know. But, yeah, so what's your disgrace of the week? Um, My disgrace is how good Aldi $3.50 Shiraz is. Um, it has how a ch- is that disgraceful, then? Like, it's disgraceful because, like, I literally almost had a whole bottle last night because I had to, like, I've got something on tomorrow and it's BYOD, so I bought a bottle of, like, white wine for that and I was like, oh, $3.50 Shiraz, like, get me onto that because it's, like, eight point something standards for $3.50. Do the math, Sarah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm not going to make you do that. Maybe do the math. <laughs> And it's just so good, but it's so bad because I'm like, I need, I, no, stop drinking. No, I get that. So, yeah. That's a feel. Well, my disgrace of the week, which is actually something you pointed out while we're sitting here, <laughs> is my yellow nails. Yeah. So, if you guys are watching us on TikTok, oh, yeah. Look at her beautiful orange I fake nails. Tan every week. Like, without fail, I fake tan. I even fake tan when it was snowing and. Fucking cold in New York. I fake tanned. Are you one of those people now? I, I religiously can't live without it. I feel disgusting without it. I'm sorry. I don't know what's wrong with me. And your hands are a bit disgraceful. Yeah, my hands. Look- but that's the whole time. Well, every time you fake tan, like just in general, you can never get the hands right. They always look shit for the first few days, and then they start looking better because you've got to wash them. Yeah, it's more my yellow nails that have now become so stained with fake tan. I'm gonna go paint them when I go home because. Mm. And what fake tan brand do you use? I'm just curious. Do you not like my tan? No, I do. Oh, I'm I want it. Satisfied. I'm satisfied, but I want to know. Like Bartley the... Body. Now I Ooh. used to be an ultra dark, girly, always. Yeah, that's the one that I use. But, but I don't. I use dark now, just dark. Then I think that is called maturing. I think it is. It's called. It's saying I don't want to be a carrot. I don't want to be. I used to love being a little carrot. <laughs> <laughs> carrot Sarah. Carrot Sarah. Club every weekend. Mm. Like, who that? Oh, there she is. Yeah, Carrot's but the problem with the fake tan when you're out is that you get drink spilled on you. And so you get these weird, like, patches. Where... Okay, what fucking fake tan are you using? I'm talking about you. Like, there's been times where I've seen you and it's like you could tell that someone's, like, spilled a drink on you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not talking about me. I don't fake tan. You know what? I'd like to say someone spilled a drink on me. It's probably me spilling a drink on myself. Yeah, let's be honest. <laughs> or throwing, like, um, ice cubes at people in the crowd. Okay, I <laughs> cannot confirm or deny um, any behaviour that happens on a night out. No, no. Anyway, next topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, so we're trying to take ourselves back. We're both very, <sighs> quite healed in a lot of ways, um, but we're doing after the breakup. So the breakups happened. It was horrible. It was. I'm picturing rain. You're sitting in your car. All around yeah. me are familiar <laughs> faces. I hope we don't get copyrighted. That was quite good. 
I think we'd actually have to be a well-listened-to podcast to be copyrighted, babe. <laughs> Spotify's going to go, nah. Yeah, <laughs> it's just them losers. <laughs> Let them have it. No, so, you know, when you feel like you're in a music video, you sit in the backseat of your car, <laughs> you, the rain's pouring, the car's on the highway, you're listening to music. That's I'm trying to take myself back to that place where Carrie Underwood's before he cheats really... Mine was really Olivia. My soul. Mine was Olivia Rodrigo. Or, oh, or, you're or happier than Oli- ever. <laughs> your Olivia Rodrigo phase. When oh. You were go- oh my god! Every time I'd get in your car, it'd be fucking you sour. You betrayed me. And you'd just, I'd be like, oh, here we go again. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I looked on my Spotify stats and like Olivia Rodrigo is still one of like my highest listen listened to. You and I was okay. Do we need to talk about something? I just think that, like, I was really wronged during the, like, like in my past relationship and I just really resonated with her. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah. I definitely do. I had, um, there was a few of my favourites. One was called Fuck You Anthem. <laughs> <laughs> Ten Things I Had About You, mm. that song. Mm. Um, what was, there was another good one. Oh, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Yeah. Brackets. Angrier version. <laughs> I, I remember being in your car and we'd be like, hey, that's <laughs> That was, yeah, look, it was, it was quite a moment. An iconic era. Um, yeah. So I feel like I have tried 101 things over the 12 months I would call the breakup era for Sarah. I'd say, I'd say it's a little less than 12 months, but it took me quite a long time to heal. Yeah. Um, there was definitely, as I talked about, I was essayed a couple of weeks before the breakup. Um, so the two compounded together and caused a giant car crash of my life. Um, yeah. But I feel like let's start at probably one of the biggest things I want to talk about just immediately after the breakup, walking away quietly. Mm, That's some big dick energy. It is. It's big dick energy. Like I can safely sit here and know that I never wrote an abusive text. I never said anything nasty. I didn't go and blow up his new baby mama's phone. Oh, that would have just been icky. It is BDE, like big dick energy walking away quietly. Yeah, I just, my, I once, so for me, I guess we can go into a little bit about the breakup. Um, for me, I, I was dumped over text while I was at work. Oh, fun. It was really fun. I went down, I remember going down to my phone and looking at it thinking, um, cause I realized I hadn't told my partner that my ex-partner now that we had, um, I'd been called in for a shift. And then the first notification I saw on my phone, cause we had, a, we would text in messenger was <laughs> nickname has been removed. And I was like, hmm, that doesn't feel like a good thing that my nickname's been removed. But anyway, and then there was a beautiful breakup text there for me. Um, anyway, Ooh, like yuck. the strong girl I am, I finished my shift. <laughs> that would have been difficult. Yeah, I, I don't know why I didn't go home from work. I really had it in my head that it's fine. We to be fair, good on you for, like, getting that bread. You know, you just oh, said... After crying on the bathroom floor for a little while, I got back up and <laughs> I had very beautiful co-workers. I had multiple people come in and bring flowers on this one shift. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> they yeah. felt bad. I was like, they were like, oh, God, poor Sarah. But anyway, and then, you know, I tried getting in contact with him. I didn't want to show up to his house because I felt like I didn't want to invade any boundaries for, that he had put in place. 
um, and I felt like, you know, still very confused at this point, not, not really understanding what's happened. Um, and then it wasn't until about a week later, I think it would have been. Do you reckon, I don't know why I'm asking you. Um, they <laughs> said, I have moved on. And I was like, that was the moment where I was like, okay, there's someone else. Mm. And Timelines. Um, and I, a few other things and then realised I was, had been, been cheated on. Mm. I'm a, I mean, I can assume. I think that like there was some you overlapping can, timelines. Happening. Yeah, you can rest in peace knowing that he definitely cheated. You know what I mean, like. Yeah. And that's okay. Um, but I removed his number off my phone, took him and his family off all my social media, mm. and I walked away. Um, it was very painful. You know, I remember always looking at my phone, thinking maybe he'll just give me a call. Maybe. This will be like some weird dream I'm going to wake up from. Like, I don't understand what's happened. Um, but I think that's one of the best decisions I've ever made. Because um, I can safely sit here and say I've won. Yeah. Breakup. And I know you, maybe one isn't a good word, but it's the easiest way to describe that feeling of going, my life is so much bigger and better since then. I worked on myself and I became a better person. I can I'm relate. In a really healthy and happy relationship now, um, which doesn't equate to necessarily moving on but I'm just saying um you know I'm in a healthy relationship I guess yeah my Um, breakup didn't go the same as yours obviously I wasn't cheated on but mine we did not walk away quietly we did not it was like chaotic at the end because it's like obviously you're losing someone that's been a part of your life for well for me it was like two plus years and it was like um I didn't want to lose him as a person in my life, but, like, that's what you kind of just have to do. But it's so hard because you're like, oh, this is the person I used to turn to for everything and now who do I go to? And so there was a lot of back and forth and a lot of phone calls. Um, A funny one, there was a memory from, like, maybe a month ago, a memory came up on my sister's Snapchat of us arguing on the phone um, because my sister, we had broken up at this point and my sister was like in the room and we were kind of just like fucking with him cause he had called me. And so Alex was making weird noises in the background of the thing. And he's like, who's there? And I was like, no one. I was like, gaslighting him. <laughs> I was like, no one's there. And then Alex would be like, eat. And then he'd be like, I know Alex is there. And then he told my sister to go KMS and, um, I was, and then I like went ape. I heard me like myself in the phone, and I like went ape shit on him. And I was like, "You do not say that about my sister. I don't want to hear from you ever again." And then he's like, "I want all my stuff back." And I was like, "Okay, well, I want all the stuff back from you." And then he just kind of quit it, but he did throw up in my bush. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the most iconic moments from yeah. Of your ex throwing up in the bushes outside the front of your house. He rocked up with his dad. Yes! And then Dario that. rocked up. It was so chaotic. And I was like, what is going on here? Like, and it's a moment that's gone down in history as oh, something so funny. But in that moment, I was just like, what? But I feel like, yeah, I feel like for me, I'm very happy I didn't have that kind of chaos. <laughs> um, Lucky you. Because I cut, the, I cut it off as much as I could, like, in terms of... I realised I needed to leave it. Like, there was definitely chaos. I mean, calling him up and him fucking someone when he answers the phone. That's, like, not good <laughs> on his... at the time, he's probably at the gym, him absolutely moaning with a girl. I'm not going to lie, but that, like, speaks volume on his behalf. Oh, I it's mean, just the whole disgusting. story does. But I'm, like, talking about where I am 
now I can safely say I am so much happier. Yeah, same. I feel like I've won the breakup. I feel like walking away and taking time to heal myself rather than jump into something was the best decision because, you know, now... Mm. But that speaks volume on him. I'm very happy um, and I feel like talking about walking away quietly, I think the other thing I wanted to mention in regards to this... Let me tell you, the revenges I had going through mm, my head. I remember oh, this all oh too God. well. <laughs> uh, one day we got we got very close to pulling a Kerry Underwood. Mm. Um, and by the grace of God, for reasons out of our control, that didn't happen. And I remember waking up the next morning and just the <laughs> relief, knowing that I didn't do anything, that I didn't go crazy, that I still was the person that walks away as the one that, didn't do anything that was so funny though ride or die right absolutely my therapist was like jesus that is a ride (laughs) or die friend i said i fucking meant that (laughs) and now Um, we've got a podcast (laughs) yeah um now i feel like afterwards you need to feel your emotions you can't start running you're gonna have days of just crying of just feeling shit of feeling confused, of feeling horrible. I think the biggest thing is once I got past that that thing where you're, like, almost crying every day, I picked myself up and was like, that's it. We're done grieving this. It's done. We're done. Let's mm. keep going. That doesn't work because those feelings are going to catch up with you eventually. I went through a very big party stage and, every, you know, so running away, trying to run away from the feelings. But they caught mm. up with me at the end of every night. Mm. They Every do. hangover, they were there. The Sunday scaries were just yeah. extra scary. Oh, they were extra scary. No, I'd wake up and be like, mm. oh, what did I do this time? Yeah. But, um, you know, and that means you're just delaying your healing process. I reckon I definitely went through a really big party phase myself when I went through my breakup as well. But mm-hmm. mine, was, mine was before, like maybe almost a year before Sarah sarah's breakup so like i had already gone through that when she had gone through that like i was already trying to go in my healing when she was going through her like party phase so which was quite quite an interesting because i was like looking at her like it was like looking into a mirror but i was like i wanted to just be like stop partying and start dealing with it but like i I did a little bit i did slap you in the face with some i unsubscribed because i was like nah i don't want to go through this again like through my own you know what i mean like i'm like i'm up the other end and i want you to be there too but you can't rush that no it's whatever works within your own timeline between feeling your emotions and stewing i was so scared that of being someone that stewed Mm. you know there's a difference between feeling the hurt and allowing yourself to work through it you know, I found journaling was amazing. So good. I journal every night before bed um, about anything. I think that was an amazing thing that's to get good. into. And I feel Do you like, still journal? Yeah, every before night bed? before bed. Oh, that's nice. I don't. But I found what was very helpful in my journey was just like unsubscribing from men in general and being like, no one can please me. Like, I can please myself. Yeah. And invested in a good vibrator. And I was... I think that's another thing. The idea everyone talks about, get under someone, get over, it doesn't work. It doesn't. I did it, that. Everyone does it and it doesn't work. I think the biggest thing is, you know, using another man or whatever your sexual preference is. You just don't want to feel the pain. Like you're just delaying the inevitable. Well, it's even then. Like a lot of the time, if you jump in too early, all you're going to think about, you know, when you're with that person or having sex with that person is, I wish it was the person that dumped me. 
or oh, I, you're going to be comparing yeah. it or you're going to there's going to be something you got to be I didn't feel that way per se but I definitely was like cuz by that point the only person I had ever been sexually active with was my ex-partner and I wanted to like just push myself into a new world with a different person I just didn't want to I was over whatever was going on with my um, boyfriend, at the t- like my ex. And I was like, I don't want to feel this anymore. I just want to like feel something different. And that's what I did. And I don't necessarily gr- regret it, but I regret it being so early. And I think I should have just dealt with my like stuff a little bit quicker before jumping out into that world. Yeah. Yeah. No, that definitely makes sense. And I feel like um, you need to, yeah, work through your own emotions you know, it feels so uncomfortable being alone after a breakup oh, so and it feels so much easier to go swipe on the apps, you know, get that validation that you no longer have. But doing the harder thing of sitting in that feeling of loneliness and, you know, focusing on yourself and your support network is so much beneficial, so much more beneficial in the mm. end of the day. It's maturing think- too. Yeah, and I think another big thing for me is I am very hard set. Like, I'm pretty bad with my socials in general, but I'm very hard set that the best thing, the best choice I made was removing him and his family and the people I was no longer going to have contact with him that was his circle, Mm. all off social media, deleting his number, removing that access, you know, making the rule that I had to... I remember I had to post a close friend's story because... There was a lot of revelations coming out within the month. Uh, oh, God, sorry, drop me pen. <laughs> <laughs> within the month after the breakup, mm. I, you know, we found out the cheating, the new partner went official, the new partner was pregnant. You know, it was all these revelations that were starting to come out and all my friends thinking they're doing the right thing were sending me screenshots and I remember posting a close friend's story on Instagram oh, no, saying, really. do not. Send me this. I have chosen to unsubscribe from his life <laughs> mm. in terms of the social media. I don't want to see it. It doesn't benefit. It doesn't have any benefit to my mm. healing journey right now. Yes, one day I'll be very fine to look at that. Like, Paul, if you want to show me something now, like, absolutely fine. Wouldn't feel a thing. Yeah. But when you're right in the thick of that, you know, heartbreak, it's horrific, and you need to set those boundaries in place. I think. You know, me doing that, putting... I don't. I think everyone wrote to me nice things. I think everyone understood that why I put that story out there. And I think sometimes you've got to set those boundaries because people think they're doing the right thing and it may not be the right thing for you. Yeah. I mean, I don't think ever being sent screenshots of their socials and stuff is ever the right thing straight after a breakup, no. is it? But don't go back and stalk them. Don't go back and figure out when's the last time they post. Nothing they do in that time is going to satisfy you. Unless they posted a story saying, I'm the saddest I've ever been and I miss my ex. <laughs> you would... are not going to be satisfied no. with what they post. And if they post that, fuck, they're a dropkick, get run. <laughs> but, mate, you're lucky. Get out. That's embarrassing. <laughs> Do you mind if I interject to say that um, I still have his mum on my social media? Like, to this day. <laughs> Slay. Um... Only because, like, I was s- felt so much in that family, like... I mean, I feel like... Sorry, I know I just interjected when I shouldn't have, but I feel like uh, the perspective I'm coming from in this is quite a messy breakup, but I've also had a breakup where it was mutual and 
you know, it was well, 16 to 18 years old when we were together and it was just growing up and healing and I didn't need to remove him or delete his number. Mm-hmm. I still have him and it was just, we're friends. Like, yeah. We're fr- I mean, we're not friends. I yeah. Haven't, I haven't seen him since ages, but like, I feel like there's a difference. Yeah, there is. A di- I mean, I had a really messy breakup, but like, he's, I was really close with his mum and I really like was a part of that family and I felt that and so I think the hardest part about the breakup was I didn't want to be with him emotionally but I really didn't want to lose another family because they were like a big part of my life when I was like 18 and so I still have her and occasionally and I, I wish sometimes I really wish the best for him and sometimes I'm like, I really want to stalk you to see, like, what you're up to. But sometimes I definitely have malicious intent, like, going, oh, I hope you're, you know. The sack of shit you were when I left you. Yeah, only, I think that's only now because, like, I'm healed from that. And with my current partner, I just kind of look back and I'm like, fuck, why did I put myself through that for so long? Idiot. You're worth so much more. And you will one day get treated the way you deserve. Know that. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No, I definitely can see that. And I think um, it's a very good time for reflection to, yes, like reflect on what wasn't working, what wasn't working for you, journal about your feelings or whatever, go to therapy, all Mm. that kind of thing. But also going over the situation, going over what led up to a breakup, just circling that in your head, it doesn't get you anywhere. In the end of the day, the breakup has happened. It is horrible. It feels horrible. Whether, you know, for me, I was like, what could I have done to change this, you know? He said I was too mean towards the end, you know, referring to the time after I was sexually assaulted. And at the time I was like, oh, my God, like, blah. But now with perspective and without going back over it, I look and I go, I really wasn't. I was going through something pretty horrible. You deserve more. I, all I wanted at that time was him and I wanted him to be there for me. I wanted him, you know, I wanted to feel like he was angry as well about what happened, but I felt like he just, I didn't think he didn't care, but I, I don't know. I just felt like, you know, your like my parents and my friends were like, I'm going to kill the man that assaulted you. Mm. Or he was like, yeah, okay. Even my friend who I called just after was more like... I want to kill this man, like, could jump on the first flight, which even put some of that into perspective during the situation as well, that you were like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, why isn't he... I, you felt so let down by him, and rightfully so. I felt... Yeah. And I think at the end of the day, I would... Assu- I Like, retrospectively, I can look back and assume that the cheating had started before the assault and potentially he, you know... He extra checked out once the assault happened because he didn't want to deal with what was like this. Tough. Is, he, yeah, I was I was becoming too hard, you know, and that's yeah. okay. Um, I mean, I don't think it's okay, but <laughs> I mean, it's okay because I'm okay now with it. I'm yeah. like, that's cool, bro. Um, I'm okay I just, with it now because I feel sad because I feel like um, <laughs> we're both in these very happy, healthy relationships. Yeah, and we're having to put ourselves back in. <laughs> No, because I'm just, just like... It feels weird going back over it all. Going through all, like, my health stuff and my partner being there through it and he could have left. We were so, like, new into our relationship and his mum was like, are you sure, like, you want to, like, put yourself through this because, like, his dad has it as well? And he was like, yes, I do. 
and I'm like, he could have left then and it was like a few weeks in, I would have been distraught but got over it because we weren't like knee deep as we are now. And he's been there to like support me and like he gave me my injection the other day and he's like cuddling me throughout it and he's like the aftercare is just amazing. I'm like, fuck, I really wish – I mean, you have that now, but I'm like, I wish in that moment going through something so traumatic in your life you had – you weren't let down by him. Like I'm – I feel – I'm going to hold your hand. (laughs) (laughs) What is happening? I'm like, I just wish that, you know, it was better for you. Like I wish he didn't let you down the way he did because you didn't deserve that. No, and... Well... Um, <laughs> like, oh, physical charge. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, no, I agree. It isn't fair. You know that song, My Tears Ricochet by Taylor Swift? Yeah. <laughs> I would listen to that all the time. I'd be like, even on the worst hour, whatever the line is. Yeah. I didn't deserve the hell you gave. And I was like, fuck yeah, Taylor, hit that chorus. Hit that. <laughs> What's what I mean? I'm like, oh... I wish we we but, deserve better and we have better now. Yeah, and I think the thing is these things will make you stronger. And I feel like in the thick of it, like, I remember six months down the track after it all, I was like, why is there still pain in my heart? Like, it took me, I'd say, a good nine, ten months to actually mm. really feel whenever from you, it. Whenever you used to bring it up and you were like, you're still healing, it just got me so angry because I'm like, this fucking sack of shit <laughs> is holding so much over you and I wish he didn't. But, like, it's just a journey and you're yeah, at the I other think, end. I think I was, you know, and I think time and the way I dealt with things prolonged it, but I also think the compa- compounding the two events so close to each other is, you know, was half the problem. Yeah. And I think as you start to move through these emotions and you start to feel better and you start to feel more okay and have more and more okay days and you're reminded less, I think it's that's a really good time to start doing new things, changing the patterns that you were in. I think, you know, finding, remembering who you are. Like I know I let go of a lot of hobbies and things I enjoyed doing at that time and I think coming back, you know, I now... You know, I now play netball. I now mm. put more effort into my friendships. I now love the gym. I, you know, finding those things that fill your cup up that aren't another person is so important. And learning to be able to sit with yourself and fill your own cup, I found, was really important for me. Yeah. I, I felt, um, you know, you've got to be able to do it, fill your own cup up. Like, you can't rely on external. No. I got into manifesting and and tarot cards tarot cards and that (laughs) um and that was my new hobby because that was like brand new to me and was really like oh you know why it's because I was at my auntie's this is my ex and I were still together I was at my auntie's and it said that we're gonna break up like it was like a 2020 life 2021 life predict like year prediction or whatever and it predicted that I was gonna go through a breakup and guess what it did I went through a breakup and so I was like, this shit is so real. I need tarot cards. I need the crystals. I need to go through my manifestation journal and journey. And I was like, the moon, what's the moon doing? Oh, my God, Mercury is in retrograde. Shit's fucked. I remember buying you. um, Those tarot tarot cards. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) And you do readings. (laughs) I did a reading before I went to hospital. Um 
didn't know I was going to hospital. Like Daria and I did a reading and it was like, it, it was everything is fine card, which means every, like it was an everything is not fine. Like <laughs> shit's about to get real. And what did it do? It got real. <laughs> <laughs> you know, enmeshed in a lot of ways in who they are. So figuring out what you value and what's important in your own world is so, so important. I think the other thing is there'll be places that were special to you before a relationship that you may have introduced. Like I'm a big camper and hiker and I like, I find the outdoors, I guess that's another new thing I've really found is the outdoors really fills my cup. So for those that are local to the Hunter, Newcastle, (laughs) um, would know ladies well down in the Barrington's. Or below Barrington's, yeah. Mm. That was one of my favourite all-time spots ever. And we had gone on some trips there that were honestly very special trips. Mm. And I remember one day <laughs> talking to you and said, Georgie, I want to be able to go back there. I want to make some new memories because that's my favourite spot and that person doesn't deserve to have that yeah. spot. You never, when you said, hey, let's go, you never were like, I want to make new memories. But you, like, you and yourself claimed it. You're like, this is mine. This is my favourite spot in the whole world. This is mine. Yeah, and it literally is. It's my favourite spot. Like, that place, I don't know why, something about it just fills my cup up. It feels so... I fucking love that spot. But anyway, <laughs> I'm just thinking about... Damn, I really like Lady as well. Yeah. Um, and anyway, I think a very important thing is going and making new memories. You know, I hadn't camped by myself for a very long time. I think going and going out camping with my own friends and being... You know, putting up my swag myself, reclaiming that independence, buying whatever camping gear I was missing because I would just share his, you know. Mm. And I know that's some very specific stuff to me, but it could be different for you. Do you know, can you think of anything like that for you? Not, honestly. I mean, we were, because this was a while ago, we were so young, so we were like young, broke. Like, I don't think we ever did... Oh, maybe the Bay House. Maybe the Bay House. We went up there a few times. I got to reclaim that. Went up there with my current partner and I slayed and I wasn't even thinking, you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, if there's spots that were special to you guys but some were special to you before that, going and making new memories, um, if it's something you want to continue to be able to do, um, I think it's really important. But, yeah, I think Mm. overall just... I don't know what to say now. I feel like um, we've covered most things. Yeah. I feel that in the end of the day, it feels like the worst feeling in the world. It does. But you will get over it. Don't have breakup sex. <laughs> and don't yeah, be an idiot. You're away with that one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> cool. I felt like my breakup was just so fucking messy. So messy. Um... And that's a maturity thing. Yeah. My first breakup was really messy. Like, even though we walked away okay, there was the breakup and then we got we tried to get back together and work things out and then it was just fight after fight. And but, like, why? Like, and this is not me going, oh, my God, why? But, like, why? I was so young. It was like, I'm going to meet so many more people in my life. But it doesn't feel like that No, the it doesn't. I'm just like, this is for life. Uh. And I'm like, now I'm just like, you're a fucking idiot. You were young, naive. And I mean, to be fair, you just got to make your own mistakes. 
And I definitely made a lot in that breakup. Like I, sh- I would have done things so differently. I've lived and I've learned and that's the main thing. But like we just – I was like, oh, let's stay friends. That's a mistake. Oh. That's a mistake. And so I hung I out. I don't think staying friends is a mistake. I think trying to stay friends straight, straight after oh, yeah, is mistake. where the mistake happens. You guys need space apart. To just grieve. To grieve it. To move your feelings on. And then you guys can come back together and be friends. Like my first boyfriend and I tried that <laughs> straight after. And it just led yeah. to us having fights. Yeah, that's what And happened. arguments because it was such a weird new dynamic and... Where's the boundaries? Yeah. And that's the problem. There was no boundaries. And so, like, I hung out with his family at his house after he had broken up and he tried to, like, recreate something that he did for Valentine's Day one year that I was like, oh, my God, wow. Like, this was at the Valentine's Day. He put fairy lights up and he, like, made the spare bedroom into, like, this, like, canopy thing. Sorry. It was, like, like, so cool when he did it the first time in the relationship because I was like – where's the effort bro um anyway um and then he did that and I was like stop trying to win me like win me back I'm that's not what's happening here and then we ended up having breakup sex because it like it felt familiar but I just wanted to kill myself like I was just there and I was like just like disassociating the whole time and I like regret it because I'm like why did I do that I guess it was good, though, because it, like, really cemented it in my brain that I was like, this is not going anywhere else. This is done. This is done. I don't want this anymore. This is not what I want. And so then we ended things on bad terms in the end. All the drama happened. Yeah. And I'm glad that he's not in my life because I deserve so much more. But the only way I knew that like know that now is because of that breakup and then me working on myself. I know what I deserve. So relationships, you live and you learn, you meet new people, you work out what you like and what you don't like. And that's like an important lesson to learn and breakups happen. So yeah. And I feel that, you know, if you're making excuses, like he was the one or it's wrong time, or that. I don't think... I don't think that exists. I don't don't subscribe to that. (laughs) A lot of subscribing and unsubscribing today. What podcast says that all the time? I don't know. I think... Oh, Life Uncut does that. They do subscribed and unsubscribed of the week. Mm. Sorry, Life Uncut. (laughs) (laughs) We're coming for you. No, I'm kidding. Um, (laughs) um, No, I feel like if, if it was your person... You guys would be together. You there would, would be a way. If there's you, a will, there's a wall. If someone really wants you, they'll be there with you. But otherwise, yeah, I think in the end of the day, walk away quietly. Don't stalk the socials. <laughs> Try and learn to be with yourself. It's difficult, but it, it, it speaks volume when they move on because I know my ex moved on pretty quickly so did yours and it speaks volume because it's like you actually need to sit down and work on yourself because it takes two to tango in a relationship it the breakdown wasn't just because of me it was also because of you and you need to work on that but you can't tell anyone to do that I I mean the other thing yeah like you look at that and um, whatever issues were causing a breakup, like a lot of time those people that jump from relationship to relationship That's why. use that other person as the thing that fills their cup. But in the end of the day, your partner can never, ever be your everything. Never. And they can never always be at a high to pull you up with them. Mm. 
Um, and so you need to be able to do that yourself and you need to have other supports around you that can help you do that. Yeah. Um, so after a breakup is a great time to figure those things out, figure out what fills your cup, what makes you happy, figure out who you are, be sure of those things before you move into your next relationship. I think a really, a really good chat to have maybe on another episode we'll be talking about my process in terms of once I was ready to date seriously again, you know, knowing what you want. Yeah. Knowing your expectations. I Is still... Is be a fourth part? Oh, a fourth part? Oh. Now you've put something in the works, haven't you? I have, I think. Mm. Yeah, because I was about to say, I don't think I had a process. I don't know what went through my brain that day I met my <laughs> I current partner. I had a process because of the fact that once I, at the start of this year, once I knew I was wanting to maybe look for something serious again... I think I knew where I had failed in the men I had dated. Mm, and I knew yeah. that I had to go. Just re- my it ways. does take two to tango. Yeah. It's not just you, darling. You're not the problem. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you were giving just then. <laughs> no, I meant in terms of like. I wasn't saying I was a problem when I just said that. No, I was saying I was picking the wrong people. I guess that makes me the problem. Yeah. But- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I oh. choose you. <laughs> You're the <jewels> of life. <laughs> well, I feel like it's a good time to wrap up. Yeah. Um, keep slaying. Yeah, breakups are hard. You'll get through it. Slay the day. Coming from two people that went through really shitty ones. And lived through it. And are now very happy and healed. Mm-hmm. Whether we were in a relationship or not now. Yeah. Like, it's our healing isn't dependent on the fact that we now have boyfriends. No, but now my, I'm in a really happy relationship because I healed my last one and took my time. I didn't rush into anything. Neither did you. Now we're in healthy. Now we're in healthy, happy relationships, and it's what we <laughs> what, deserve. Watch for me to come back next week. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, crying. I've had another breakup. I've done it again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually celebrating six months um, with my current partner. And we basically started dating when this like podcast started. Do you remember that first episode, Tinder sucks? How I was talking about deleting Tinder. Well, we're still together, and we're happy. <laughs> and if any if any of my exes one ex is listening and i am so very one. happy um <laughs> yeah cool. yeah any other fuck you want to throw out on this podcast? that's the only fuck you i want to say all right well ready what i'm getting ready for the, our, our ending you i'm getting like very passionate Ahoy there. (laughs) Ahoy. Okay, we've lost it. All right. (laughs) Everyone, look after yourselves in a breakup. Don't go back to your man. Don't go back to Tinder. Go work on yourself. Period. Period. And remember, guys, stay disgraceful. disgraceful. I don't know why, but George, you just look like a pirate. Disgraceful the podcast is hosted by Sarah and Georgie, edited by G. Wilson. If you want to hear more from Disgraceful the podcast, follow us and give us five stars wherever you listen. 
Follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more content at Disgraceful the Podcast.